Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a late night hot topics. I promised y'all I would come on tonight and try to finish a little bit of part two, some of the topics I did not get to earlier today. So here I am. See, look, look, I did it. I tried. I'm here. I'm here. I'm out here, okay? All right. So, I mean, we got so much to discuss. The reason I'm late, okay, you know, I was just talking to a friend, one of them friends of my, one of my, you know, trying, you know, I told you I had an intervention to speak about uh, the Maxwell uh, boat cruise, right? <laughs> and my friends told me no. <laughs> well, I just had one of the enablers <laughs> I was talking to, and he was telling me, oh, the prices are actually good. I actually think it'll do well. I think you should go. It's terrible out in these streets. I'm like, okay, I'll register. So we registered. We were on the phone together. And so we registered, you know, so we were like, it, go figure. It looks like it's doing well. I'm serious. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I have to tell y'all. I don't know what I'm going to do. We'll see. Okay? But I know I have, you know, the, I had an intervention. But then the enablers are coming in, trying to sell me the uh, Maxwell crack. This <laughs> is the vote group, right? So that's funny, y'all. So crazy, right? Okay, so, listen, I had to tell y'all about that. Cause I was like, well, I was actually shocked. She called me. She's like, no, the prices are good. We need to register. We need to do this. Or something like that. And I'm like, I'll register to see what's going on, okay? But, child, she's like, you ain't got, you got a long time to get, to do it, take care of it. All you got to do is put, put down the down payment. I mean, just trying to convince, doing everything. Oh, my God. But she, now this one loves Maxwell, too. So, you know, somebody sees, you know, they, she got a crack addiction, Maxwell crack addiction, too. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, I am so glad to be talking to you guys late tonight. Okay. We're going to get to these topics. Really good news real right off. The young lady, Carly, um, Carly Russell, has been uh, found safe. Uh, she, they said, uh, they said she showed up tonight at her parents' house uh, at ten forty-five tonight, a couple of days after she had been missing. Uh, child, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm like God. You know, I was praying for this little, this young lady because. I pray for anybody when I hear kind of craziness happen, 
You know what I'm saying? But I was really praying for her because that's something that could be the story as it was told. It's something that can happen to anyone, right? And so, uh, yeah, so I was like, this is a, it mean, this was, this was a crazy story. And, uh, let me read it. This from, this is from, uh, let me see. I think I'm trying to find, let me see if I can find a, a news report for y'all. But I was glad to hear the young lady to say because, Usually people's stories don't end that, you know, thank good her story ended uh 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 it's it's uh ended well, but usually sometimes it's uh, not good. So let me see if I can find um the story here. Let me just on Instagram. So y'all can hear the report. I really gotta hear the report. And you have to read, you know, it's late at night, y'all want to Y'all may want to read, rather hear the, if I can find it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to find. Okay, I, I don't know if I can find the report in the because, you know, I'd rather give y'all a port report when I'm doing late night. So sometimes I'm silent on here. I fall silent because I'm looking up stuff for y'all so that y'all can. Um, uh, so that y'all can hear it yourself. Let me see if I can pull this up. What actually went down. But it's, I'm, just, I'm just happy. I'm hoping. I know people have already, you know, uh, talking about Jesse's mother, y'all don't know what happened. This I'm not saying no stuff out here, no shenanigans. I'm hoping that it. it I, 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 what it sounds like is that maybe you know, um, maybe somebody really realized that they need to let her go. Let's hope that because I hope you know when nothing crazy uh, going on. But uh, let's see, should I get my phone? Let me see if I can find this report. Y'all know I'm gonna have to give. I may have to give it up, but I'm looking for the report. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll come back and we'll talk about this story. I'll try to get the report on maybe if I can. Uh, let's see, maybe I got one right here. No, it's just right. Okay, let me just read what it says. It says Carly Russell. Uh, missing just over 48 ha- hours, returned home safe Saturday night. Hoover 911 was called approximately 10.45 p.m. after the 25-year-old nursing student returns to Hoover home. She shares with her parents. Hoover police Nick Jersey and Russell said Russell showed up at her parents' house alone. She was taken by paramedics to a hospital for evaluation where Russell was being the last two days was not immediately cleared. Immediately cleared. Additional information will be provided when it comes available, a police statement read. Police and family members previously said Russell was on her way home from work Thursday night and picking up dinner at the colonnade when she spotted a young child on Interstate 459. Russell said she was stopping to see if she could help. Russell also reported calling 911, okay? And people were, there was people who saw a man by her car, okay? So... We will see how this story pans out. No, no judgment. I'm just glad she's 
home safe and sound, and this is just a blessing for her family because it could have went all the way the other way, all the way left, okay, you know? So let me tell y'all about this new show I've been watching, okay? And I really just really like it on Netflix. I, you know, there's certain parts I have. I, let me just say this, okay? I, I love the person who stars in um, – and then she she's also in that uh, thing with Jill Scott. I think Jill Scott the uh, non the divorce uh, thing, but Survival of the Thickest. Okay, it's been on Netflix. If y'all haven't seen it, uh, y'all, it is so good. But it's missing something. I love the girl who stars in it. One of the reasons I love this chick who stars in it because every time she appears on screen, it's something about her. I I. I remember seeing her year in something a couple few years back, and she's a plus size girl, and she just has so much energy and vibrate. Like she, she just really is comfortable in her body and and in her movements and stuff like that. Uh, what is her name, Michelle? Uh, Boot Boutier. I don't know if I'm saying her name. Plays a 38 year old stylist trying to get her life back on track after a breakup in a series based on her own book of essays, okay? This is called, this is from The Hollywood Reporter, and I want to read about this, okay? But uh, this is when Miss, uh, when Mavis discovers her boyfriend, which is played by Michelle Boutier, uh, discovers her boyfriend of five years has been unfaithful, which seems almost as much as the betrayals and narrative she imagines surrounded. If someone cheats on Holly Berry, they're like, oh, my God, how that man cheat on Holly Berry? She limits, limits, limits. But if someone cheats on someone like a, me, a thick girl with the problem area, they're like, oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and though her best friend, Kylie, gently pushes back on that silly-ass narrative, Mavis isn't entirely wrong. Plus-size women and, indeed, all those who fall outside the straight, cis, white, skinny bodies do tend to go ignored and sidelined or disrespected in love stories. I know. It's crazy. It really is because they be acting like plus-size girls don't be getting people out in the streets, okay? I know plus-size girls who get people all the time. They they date with me, too. <laughs> okay. This is Netflix Survival of the Secrets is a welcome and too rare exception. A comedy put Mavis front and center has a worthy heroine with mostly enjoyable results. Uh, the infidelity uh, Mavis soon realized hasn't just disrupted her relation. It's upended every aspect of her life. She moves out of her posh Manhattan apartment, shared with Jackie, uh, into a cramped Brooklyn pad uh, with awkward stranger Jade and her needy cat, Coco, okay? Uh, and it uh, uh, it says, those series like never quite manages to spark the sort of chemistry that might make a viewer swoon. She finds a sweet, sexy dynamic with Italian tourists Mara Nezaki and taps into anger and vulnerability with Jackie. Let me just say this about the series, what I've noticed. I love the concept. I love the star. I actually love Tasha. What's the girl? I think Tasha, I forget her name. She's in all the, uh, uh, the, uh, she's in all the, um, what is the shows? Oh my God, what's the name of the shows? She's in all the, uh, she's the star in all the title periods. Why did I get married? The boom, the you know, funny lady in 
and that she's in it as a best friend. I like the male best friend they have in there, even though, I don't know. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting concept, but here is where I think it's going wrong. I love the backdrop in New York. New York just has a certain backdrop for single like when you when you have when you're single and you you know going through dating issues, I love that they use that backdrop. Um, I love the 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 they couldn't have got a better star to come across about a story about a plus size girl who is beautiful. She's not like a plus size girl who's not beautiful. She's a plus size girl, size maybe six to size between sixteen twenty, and gorgeous. Dallas, quirky, fun, and she tends to play these roles, Michelle, so well. Um, the big problem I have with it is that it is trying too hard. Like, especially with crossing the lines with, um, right, giving her off. It's trying to be, it's trying to be, I can see they're trying to be diverse really hard. <laughs> They're going really hard at diversity. And sometimes it just doesn't work when you do that. Sometimes it is, for writers, I would encourage, it's like what happens in a typical day to a girl, like to really find out what happens in a typical day to a plus-size girl, like uh, the character Michelle is playing Mavis, in New York City. What's funny about that? How does she live her life? How does she, it it, it tries to interact so <laughs> much. What, let me just say where, where they, they got it perfect to me uh, in the other series she writes. And they got her perfect. They should really look at this. Um, and uh, she plays in, um uh, the one with Jill Scott uh, that comes on BT, uh, the the first wives club or something like that. She plays one of the wives, and in it she has a time when she broke up with her husband, right? And her single shenanigans are just the best. I mean, the stuff that she does. She separates from her husband. She's out there in them streets, and the way they write the single shenanigans that happen to her are so realistic. The men are realistic. The people are realistic. Her love life is realistic. You know, I felt like the Italian guy they got, he's good looking and everything like that. And some of the, you know, the, I felt like he was so like, I felt it was over the top. I love the idea of the quirky roommate and the cat, but I felt like some of it was just, for a 38-year-old, I know it's New York City, but it just felt so over the top. But I love this series. Oh, my God. And I love seeing a beautiful plus-size girl who is comfortable in her body. And listen, y'all like, Carlotta, wait a minute. Hold on. I thought you were talking about going off on Lizzo. No. The reason why I go off on Lizzo is not because Lizzo is not comfortable with her body. The first time I saw Lizzo on TV, she had on a like a leotard and she was playing the flute, and I, I raved about it. I thought it was she, it was dope, okay. But Lizzo had become, in my opinion, it's nothing wrong with being sexy, showing your body, but it was starting to be gimmicky, where they were starting to make fun of her. You know what I'm saying? And it was just becoming gimmicky. She was doing it too much. Sometimes 
It's not that it's not that you're you know you're you're, you're not beautiful, but it's just it's stuff that's becoming gimmicky, right? You know what I'm saying? And it, it's taking away what you're trying to do. You're trying to show body consciousness, body this and that, but it's take it, when you gimmick it, it, it just it starts to be people can then take it and easily more easily mock it, you know. So with this series. I feel they don't do that. I feel this is just a lady who is trying. And I think that female will be attracted, like, because she's so comfortable. She's so quirky and she's so fun, you know what I'm saying? So I love the whole concept. They just have to get better on the writing and the dialogue. And one of the great charming things about Sex in the City, the old Sex in the City, one of the most beautiful charming things that the writers did i just thought was um <sighs> there was chemistry between the love life of the ladies in sex in the city the love life in their lives overall they're just their lives there was chemistry in that, in the whole New York backdrop, oh, my God, I thought Sex in the City, nobody does it better. Like, this. <laughs> they did such a hell of a job. I mean, there was another element in Sex in the City. The fifth female would have to be New York. New York was very, uh, the way they wrote into everything, like, even their dating choices. Or even Mr. Big himself, who represents the stockbroker, you know what I'm saying? Or the, you know, it was or uh, Carrie when she dates the unusual bisexual guy. It means so many. The writer, I mean, so many things were interwoven into the city itself. It was such a beautiful masterpiece to me of writing. I, I really do. I think it was one of the best, well-written uh, comedies love stories, even um, Samantha being a published in New York City, a high-powered public, oh, my God, it's just everything worked. And they're trying to do this with this show. They're trying to do it, but they're not creating the chemistry. Like, the grit of New York, what is, like, how does she interact when you're, like, I felt like, um, Sarah Jessica Parker and the character of Carrie is iconic with New York from the shoes to the name brands to the fashion to the right. Everything is just so, it just, Carrie's best friend is the size of girls of New York City, okay? I thought, just damn. You know what I'm saying? So I think what this show is missing is a couple of things. The writer's understanding location. And how that location plays to this young lady's life, being a plus-size girl, what would be her life in New York? You know what I'm saying? What would it be like? What would it be like to get through these dating scenes as a beautiful plus-size girl, right? Or um, getting through, um, I mean, they're trying to touch it a little bit, but they're not, it's not coming across. And it's such a great idea. So I really hope my I'm getting ready to watch. I'm I'm five into the series. I think I'm in the fifth fifth part, fifth fifth series fifth part of it's a series. So I'm in the fifth episode. 
I really think that if this is going to stay, they're really going to have to find that thing that Sex in the City had, which is I see them trying to do it, trying to give you a lot of New York pizzazz, but I'm not believing it. Like, you know, for this character, what is New York? Is New York is it is it, is New York an obstacle in dating? What is it? Because you know, one of the things with Carrie and the gang is it was it was sometimes an obstacle and sometimes it was the best thing ever. You know what I'm saying? So and finding more quirky nuances, you know, with this young lady because like I'm a quirky uh, girl, okay? So <laughs> my friends always be like. You so quirky. Like when I was when I when I went to New York City, where you went to, um, I've been. To, I mean, I've been to New York before, but when we went the last time I went in 2018, we went and uh, and so we got on top of the Empire. Uh, 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 we went to the Empire State Building because my friends hadn't been. And all I could start thinking of was my favorite son. We get caught between the new moon and New York City, and my friends was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like it was a quirky moment. <laughs> I need to find things like that with her because I think she would be that kind of character. She's quirky. She's she's weird. I need to find like Carrie had quirky moments that made that drove Sex in the City where Samantha had real sexy moments and and uh, 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 the other two characters, like, uh, I forget the names, but they had, like, the redhead, she had moments of frustration and job things and, and then the other lady finding the perfect love. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just, I'm just wanting them to create these characters a little bit better, even the best friends. I really want to see that better. And I, I think... Uh, this could stay. I, I can see it becoming iconic if if they do it right. It has to be done right, though, but I love, there is nothing wrong to say. Let me just say, I cannot say enough about Michelle Boutier. Oh, my God, Boutier. I'm not, I may be butchering her name, but, I mean, she's good in First Wives Club, and she's even more great in um, this one. And the thick survival of the thickest. And the, what I love about her is because when they put her with these sexy guy characters, except in this show, to me, she doesn't have chemistry. Just, I don't feel like the chemistry. I don't, I don't believe vibes alone, right? And some of the men I just don't buy. Like, it was being, I don't know. I don't buy them. But when she was in First Wives Club, I remember the guy from uh, the real good-looking guy. You, you was in Janet Jackson's That's the Way Love Goes, and he used to be in, uh, I forget his name. He's been in CSI, and he was also in, um, uh, oh, uh, a different world years ago. He's had a long red, real t- like they. He, she had a part where they he was liking her or whatever in the in the first watch club, and it was so much chemistry there, and it was so believable. And I didn't think for one moment, I didn't think about her being plus size, even though she is. But I just thought she's pretty. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it just did not cross my mind. It just didn't because Michelle carries a character so well, and she carries the the insecurity of plus size, like plus the comfortability of her body so well as an actor. 
that um, it, it was funny. It was a great part of, of, of the First Wives Club. The problem with the First Wives Club now is that one of the women left the First Wives Club, and it has not been the same since. They, they're just butchering it now. But the First Wives Club was really good because they had Jill Scott, this other three women. It was so funny the first one or two seasons or whatever. But now it's going down to two. But this show right here for her, I think, could be perfect if they gather all those elements. So I went out to check it out, Survival of the Thickest. I think it could be really good, and I'd love to see more realistic dates in there. And listen, a lot of these men I'm seeing, no offense, I don't know who you casting directors are, but I don't believe some of these men, when I see her, them having relationships with her, are straight. The only one I believe is the first guy. <laughs> I'm just saying what I'm saying. <coughs> and it's excuse me, and it's a lot. It's really over the top. Some some things like you know. But I really wish they would start to make that connection that Sex in the City made because I think it could benefit her show so well if they start making the the, the benefits of New York City because I really think um, that and putting and weaving that into her love story and her story of finding, trying to find relationships, trying to find herself and all of that into this great storyline. Okay. So y'all check it out. Survival of Tickets is on Netflix. Okay. If you want to check, if you want to watch it. Okay. Uh, and Mashable had this to say about it. It says survival of the sickest review. Think sex in the city, but more fun and more inclusive. I mean, they're trying to be nice. Uh, the writing is not as on point as Sex in the City. Sex in the City writing. So, I still watch the old episodes of Sex in the City just because I love dialogue. I, you know, years ago I used to write a lot, but I don't write as much. But dialogue is my thing, okay? I, I mean, I remember I was just, I had just started writing again when I was in um, at school, and I did a short thing for a class, and just one of my teachers wrote me back, and she wrote me a long letter. She said, you are, dial- you are so great at dialogue. But that's because I love lyrics. Like, even in music, I love music. I love lyrics. I love dialogue and listening. I love the way characters interact and stuff. And Sex and the City has some of the most, <laughs> I mean, the first season, I think they were that good. But my second season, they started becoming great at dialogue. And I really think <clears throat> that's what she needs. They need dialogue and understanding her objectives, her her, and how does it merge with you when you have a backdrop of a city like New York? <clears throat> use it, use it all day long. I mean, it's I mean, it's so great to use. I mean, so many culturally uh, beautiful things about dirty New York. <laughs> high-ass rent New York, okay? So, yeah, so if they can, you you know, if they can do that, I mean, you know, like, unlike any other city to me, but that, you know, Chicago mimics New York, but not quite the same. But I love, if you do, if you do it right, my goodness, I think this could be a big hit for her, okay? All right, you guys. So, moving on to other stuff I said we need to talk about. What do we need to talk about here? Um... Okay, so I'm going to go on a break, 
and we will come back and I will talk more, get more of the stories up that I plan to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, uh, these um, divorces that then got sold this week. I want to talk about Houston health officials reporting a syphilis outbreak. Okay. Y'all know I'll be warning y'all out here in these uh, STD streets. I told y'all about super gonorrhea on here. I'm going to talk about uh, oral sex causing cancer. No, because I'm just I'm gonna be telling y'all to, we've been talking about all this, so I'm I got to give y'all warning here, okay? Okay, so we're gonna do all of this when I come back. We're gonna talk more about some more uh, hot topics, but meanwhile, we're gonna chat. It's late night, so we're gonna get into some music. Uh, let's play. I don't know because I wasn't prepared, okay? Um. <laughs> you know, I'll be trying to figure out what I'm going to say. Okay, let's uh, do Don't Disturb This Group. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, okay? <laughs>
Okay, he says, when the lead single Famous dropped Friday, July the 14th, DG tagged in for embarrassing Jonah Hill and Darius on the Summer Jam scene. Has many Haiti fans suspected? Okay, where am I at here? Okay. Uh, has many Haiti fans suspected from his shenanigans? A 25-year-old discussed lashing out over insecurity, okay? Um, although Haley hyped him up on her Prince, own Prince Charming, uh, the lyrics uh, found Panini Press that she kissed her little mermaid love interest. Film in a movie now, you kissing, dude. You know I love you a lot. I don't give a fuck if that shit, that shit for promo. I don't want to see shit no more. Why is y'all holding hands in the photo? You know I'm insecure. That's a no-no, DG. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. And May Haley and her Prince Eric co-star, Johnny Hewitt King, held hands on the red carpet at the London premiere. With his busy schedule of Twitch streaming and hate tweeting, DDG's chorus says there's not enough time in the day to taste a bitch. I don't even ask so much. I ask you do the basic shit, like expecting an actress not to act in the Role of a lifetime. Hardest thing I did was fall in love with a famous bitch you admit. I said it before, but something about Haley, okay, that's uh, people on Twitter. EDG's fingers turned to Twitter fingers like clockwork since Disney announced Haley's casting as Ariel. Uh, according to Famous, he'll delete the trolling tweets fueled by feeling defeated, okay? While the sun questions whether the love is real, DVG's delusions certainly are. They just want you because you got a name, because you the girl that got the claim. He curiously concluded about one of Beyonce's proteges. I've been so insecure that I'd be thinking you really be fucking niggas being niggas yet. But on the internet, I just be cooling it. But in my head, a nigga really losing it. Gotta be paying good because you keep doing it. I might just tweet something just to ruin it. I got a platform I'm abusing it. He continues on second first. Okay. Let me just stop with the nonsense. She's young. And if you still with him after that famous one, even though he's creating publicity and stuff for himself, words are powerful. I don't be playing no shit like that, okay? Listen, your bag is important. You're too young. It's, too, it's a lot of men out here in the streets. And it's a lot of men that's going to understand being married to I mean, being dating an actress. They are. And, and, and listen, that's not. I'm not saying it's not real people getting jealous and stuff like that when you're in a movie because actors use their bodies and everything to portray a character, okay? So, um, you know, and people on the sets every day, I get it. But he's an idiot, okay? <laughs> and... Listen, you young girls don't understand that little young men like this. this, this. <sighs> y'all get caught up, and then when y'all end up pregnant and you're no, and pregnancy, listen, babies are a blessing. I always have to say that, okay, because I'm not talking about babies when they get here. But here's the thing. You end up derailing your careers at a time in your life when you should be having them very early and getting your careers moving and stuff like that. But you end up derailing them because you let some guy come and trap you, and then suddenly he's got your energy and he's going on and moving on into the, into a space 
while you're trapped trying to catch up. See, men will trap women. You know, they talk about women trapping men, but men will trap women too, okay? Uh, if I'm her people, I am immediately uh, warning her against this guy. I'm like, listen, you know, I can't tell you can't tell grown folks what to do, but baby girl, you need to find somebody on your level and who understands what you're doing in life. You don't need nobody calling you no famous bitch. Oh, he's just doing that. He's just do- I can hear it now. He's just doing that, you know, to cause a stir, to cause publicity. Girl, no, them is them is words are real, and it's too close to your situation to be playing with me and like that. This this dude, you know, wish him luck and let him go on to his rap career and build himself up. If he's so insecure about dating a famous girl, then you need to let him be insecure by himself. Okay, you don't have to. It is not up to you to give him what his mama should have given him, which is self-esteem, okay? So you girls, y'all don't have to start thinking. I mean, y'all, y'all the ones out here with these careers and stuff, y'all don't have to, don't have to think, start thinking a lot smarter. Stop and start paying attention to these little young boys that some of y'all these boys y'all dating. And you gotta pay attention early. It's the girls and I heard a girl the other day Well we y'all made mistakes. We allowed them make mistakes. I said, No, everybody that makes but you don't wanna make huge mistakes. All people then make tragic. Some mistakes are not it's hard to come back from. So you want to have a young lady start realizing uh, start realizing what, what's going on. I think it's more to this. What else is he thinking? When you shoot your movie, do these niggas turn on, tweet, turn you on? When you leave the set, do you still text each other's phone just because they film it? It don't mean that it ain't wrong. He continues on the second verse. Oh, Lord. He's trying to get her to not be into acting. <sighs> you know, this is why when you're young, you need to be focused. You need to, I had to tell one of my family members, I said, I had a family member, and I said, and they were, people was actually shocked that I was hard because they was like, uh, you know, a particular, this particular person, she had a little boyfriend around, and he wanted to be around all the time. And I was like, nah, what for? He don't he got shit to do? Like, it's, it's, it ain't attractive. Why does he always want to be up on you? You got to start a little reading the signs now. <laughs> before he get, you know, before he mess you up in these streets. You know, read the signs. Like, why are you out? Why do you want to be up under me? Don't you got a project or something you got to do? Y'all been listen. I, when I was I was young, I got when I was in my dating phase in my young years. No, I was accused of being kind of like cold, sometimes cold, because for me, I didn't want people around me all the time. I'm telling y'all true. I was like, I got stuff to do. Even when I was young, I know I was always like, I, I mean, I liked them. I had some questions. But listen, I'd be like, uh-uh, when you around me all the time and you look like you, like, 
You look like you ain't got no business, you ain't got no uh, 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 nothing to do and stuff like that. That tells me, like, I be looking at you. <laughs> you know, and what's sexy to me is somebody who got something to do. They got stuff to be like, they busy. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if they make themselves busy, like, they busy. Like, they doing their own stuff. They got their own shit going on. I'll be, I'll be attracted. I'll be like, ooh, okay. You know, be like, I'm busy. I'm doing this. Part. I, you know, I really want to talk to you. I'll be like, I'll get your stuff. That makes me like, that's so sexy. Somebody doing some work. <laughs> but I am a Capricorn North, though. <laughs> My North Node is a Capricorn, so I find it attractive. Probably people who uh, 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 who be who be out there. I I just I I am not attracted to. People. I find it just unattractive when people want to be around you all the time. Like, like I want people around me. Just don't get me wrong, okay? But I'm a free spirit. I I want people around me, but I am very free spirited. Okay, I really love my own time. I like my own. Uh, 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 moments. I love, uh, 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 you know, I'm like that in there. I'm like, I'm very my own person. I do not like to child. I don't want to be around nobody all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, meaning, like, they need to have their life and I need to have mine. And then we come together to create life. I don't want people around me like the whole life is me, like, everything is me. You know, I'm tired to say, go with your boy. Have a good time. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> what in the world? You know, that's me. I just like that. And so I don't understand when I see a man, especially a man, just wrapped up all, like, all the time, don't got nothing to do, just all, like him. He's right making rap songs about her and famous bitch and all that. I'd be like, he put that. I would not be attracted. Like, not when I was younger, I'd be like, Time to dump you accordingly. <laughs> I don't know how you young girls do it. I was too busy. I think I was busy. I was young too. I was like, I got to be around here all the time, all day. I saw Hollywood to be. You, you definitely did. You way more busy. You are, you an actress. You out there in the music world. You think you got time? Yeah, I might be talking to my uh uh co-star. Shoot, I'm young. I ain't got no ring on my finger. <laughs> I mean, there's a type of dude that say stuff like that that I'd be scared of. Like when they start saying stuff like, what you doing? You doing this? You doing that? I mean, I, I'm terrible. I'd be like, oh my God, is he a stalker? You know what I'm saying? Like, is he, you know, I understand some people are insecure and they can be jealous and stuff like that. And sometimes it's kind of cute. But sometimes it ain't. Like, you, you know, you be like, oh, like, oh, you sometimes you, because they, they, people start beginning to, to thinking, like, they may want to hurt you or something. Like, you know, it's just, it's just scary. I don't like that tone. I be seeing, I see, because underneath that, I be like, you, you too into what I'm doing. If you was rapping, if you was successful in rapping, and on tour, maybe you wouldn't be asking me as much. You know what I'm saying? You be out in the street, yo, the streets being busy on your own app. But the fact that you writing about me and every, I mean, it's okay to write a song about me, but you calling me a famous bitch and the way you doing it, it just seems like it's too much stalking her, carrying him too much. 
So I'm a little afraid for her. I, if I was her, I mean, I just would be like breaking up. I just give him time to get. He needs to get his own life together. He just do, and it's not attractive. It's just not attractive. But hey, you girls, you young girls like it. I love it, but I wouldn't be like hey, that's if that's what y'all want to do. I won't be attracting nobody. Coming talking about they was trying to sabotage my career, something I love. And that's a part of my life and what I want to do. Why are you trying to sabotage? He's telling you right away that he is not the one, or at least not right now the one. When people love you, they love and appreciate thing, everything about you. They love and appreciate your, your desire to achieve. Not the desire to be unbalanced. I ain't talking about nobody be working all the time and be lying. Talking about, yeah, I can't see you there. I got work. I couldn't call you for two weeks because I was working. No, I'm not talking about that. That's un, that's somebody unbalanced. And we really don't want to talk to you and don't want to validate you. <laughs> right? I'm talking about somebody who, when you find somebody who, who really, they have an objective, they have goals. They have uh, things in mind that they want to do, and they have a career that they love. Why would you want to sabotage it? This is a part of them. It's a part of their purpose. It's a part of who they are. It's a part of where they're going. What am I trying to sabotage it for? Crazy. Like, why would I do that? Why would I do that to somebody I love? That's, that's mad nuts. He's a nut. I'd be running. Probably, probably you little, but girl, you too young for that shit. He's talking about he's going, I'm trying to sabotage you and all that stuff. Next thing you know, you get you pregnant. You, you be out of, you even had to cancel films, or maybe your music did music for nine months, all that stuff. And he be out here, meanwhile, rapping in it, the whole situation turn on you. Then you be down there. See, people can cycle energy off of you too. That's why you gotta be careful of familiar spirits. I mean, you, I, I, you know, I'm a person who is very energetic with my energy. So, so, so sometimes I know I be feeding people. You know what I'm saying? So you can, and people can. I have to be very careful because sometimes people can cycle off of that energy. People can eat off of your energy. And so he's probably trying to do that. Eat off of her energy, mess with her emotions. She's young too. Oh Lord! Just, just trying to let her make her think that what she does is not important. I mean, if anybody who cares about you, they're going to encourage you to be your best self. They're going to encourage you in your career. They're going to encourage you. That's why I always say with with entertainers, when entertainers are are anybody, when somebody tells you. I just want somebody like me for me. I don't want nobody like me for the the singer or whatever. No, you need somebody like you for all of it. For you, for your, if you are an actor, if you are a singer, if you are whatever, you need somebody who is going to understand that where you're at. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And it doesn't mean that you should take advantage of them understanding. It just means that you need people who understand the 
what your your purpose is and what you're here to do and not be trying to sabotage you. You know, I always tell young girls, I say, when you have a boyfriend, when you in school, look for the boys. This is what the lady told me when I was young. She said, look for the young men who do, who, who like to do their homework. <laughs> no, no, no. This is serious. This player. I'm about to give y'all some player. Okay, you in high school, look for the young men who going somewhere. Okay, who got it going on. Who's studying, right, right, right. Who, who's important. Studying is important to them. No, God, this is real. And I, I recognize this. Girl. I was like, you know what, that shit, that's right. <laughs> they like to study. They like to do their homework. They like to do this and that. Because you know why? Because that type of dude ain't going to lead you astray. He going to be, that don't mean he ain't going to try nothing because y'all young and stuff like that. But it's going his 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 life is gonna be is just as important to him. His 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 goals are gonna be just as important to him as your goals are important to you. And together, sometimes you will try to keep each other because you will be like, hey, you know, yo, I I know I don't want you know, I don't want to mess nothing up. So you, if you find somebody who has a goal. I'm going somewhere, but if you with somebody ain't got no goals, he just out here talking about how he's talking about he a rapper and he sometimes be in the studio and you know he around you all the time. Child please. Child please. I'm mess, okay? Poor thing. Poor, poor thing. I remember once I don't know why this story is coming to my head, but I had this good friend years ago. <laughs> Me and him, we was real cool. He was one of my cool, cool guy friends. He was popular. I mean, he was a smart football player. Had it going on. All the girls liked him and stuff like this. Me and him, we was like, he's like, I was like his little sister. He's cool. He's mad cool. And so, you know, he would, um, he, he, he had scholarship, all this stuff. <laughs> and I remember, because I knew his parents were well, everything. And I remember he, he'd be, I'd be at his house and his they they thought he had gotten a girl pregnant boy and his mom I just thought she was the dopest thing ever. But his mom and, and some people was like, ah, oh, that's not good because she go she could ruin his career and his life and everything. But the mom I remember his mom saying to me and him we there because, you know and she said she said, if you if this girl is uh pregnant you don't have to give up your school. You don't have to go to school around here. And he was like, what? No, no, you know, you want me to go to the, uh, to, uh, the, I need to go to the, uh, you know, the, maybe I may have a child, child at the NFL or stuff like that. And she, she was like, well, we'll have to talk to her parents and see what she thinks. I remember the mom said this and the father did too. They said, because you, you've altered her life. She was on her way to college too. So watching your life be altered, this was she wasn't in this by herself. And I remember because I was good friends with Perry, so I was like, oh, I was like, Mom ain't no joke. Mom and Daddy ain't no joke. And Daddy was like, Yep, that young lady's life is altered. You should have thought about that. You should have been more careful. You should have been such and such, 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 or whatever. 
and the uh, the the parents. I think they when they all got together to talk, the parents had decided they decided to I think help care for the baby so both of them could go to school. One of the parents, parents or whatever. So that's how they went. But listen, his parents was gonna make him because they was like, this is responsibility. You knew you was trying to go to NFL. You knew you, your goals are important. You altering her life. You didn't think about her. Well, she's going to be at home. She's going to be taking care. They just don't have, she had great parents. She said, you know, no. So what I'm saying is, girls, you got to, what, what I thought about him, what I thought about that is because he had parents that held him to a standard. And they didn't care nothing about going to the NFL or NBA or nothing like that. They was like caring about you has, how you're measuring Dick as a man is going to be. And what you've done is altered your life, and 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 decisions have consequences. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. I never seen that. I'm like, wow. I remember his mom was talking. She's like, girl, I don't play. Because <laughs> I know you love him, but you know, because I, I was, I was, she's like, she, 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 you know, I was with him as a support. We was telling, you know, we told him and everything because I was good friends, you know. But it, man. Man, it is what it is. You can't be playing no game. This young girls, y'all got to, especially when you got careers and stuff, you do, some of these people alter your life. And you got to find somebody who finds, they, who who is serious about their goals in life and where they want to go and don't want you to alter them. And you, I'm not saying people can't make mistakes. I'm just saying Okay. So it's sad to hear this about Haley. Uh, hopefully she runs as fast as she can. Okay. Run, 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 run. Okay. All right. So this next story, Houston health officials report syphilis outbreak, 128% spike in cases among women. Syphilis infections rose by 57% from 2019 to 2022. This story is from Fox News. It's saying Houston health officials are warning residents of a syphilis outbreak that is responsible for a 128% increase in cases among women. The Houston Health Department said it has also led to a nine-fold rise in congenital uh, syphilis in Houston and Harris County. Statistics indicated that new infections rose 57% from 1,845 in 2019 and 2,905 in 2022. Excuse me. It says the number of cases among women totaled 674 last year, which is up from 295 in 2019. I could continue to... Congenial herpes, I mean syphilis, rose from 16 cases in 2016 to 151 cases in 2021, the latest year for which statistics are available. The department said Thursday that it would launch a rapid outreach response to address the issue, including increasing screening opportunities, targeting hotspots, and mobilizing community partners to curb new infections. It is crucial for pregnant women to seek prenatal care and syphilis testing to protect themselves from an infection that could result in the death of their babies, Marlene McKee, or Deputy Assistant Director of the Department of Bureau of HIV, STI, and Viral Hepatitis Prevention said in a statement 
A pregnant woman needs to get tested for syphilis three times during her pregnancy. The department is waiving all clinical fees for sexual transmitted infections as its health centers are expanding the use of HIV STD mobile clinics, okay? <clears throat> you guys are going to uh, test this recommended three times. We already talked about that. Uh, you guys are going to have to uh, start getting serious about condom usage. This is not 1962. Um, I tell y'all to think like it's 1983, no, 1980, and you at CEO, uh, no, wait a You can't think like that either because they weren't doing That's why the, just imagine, you got to imagine why you need to use a condom. Think 1984. Well, that was closed in 1980 at uh, uh, Studio 54. <laughs> I always use Studio 54 as my example. You know why? Because Studio 54 was like, those it is the one place that if I had a time, like I had a time, I would go a lot of places if I had a time. But if I go back, you know, to, you know, to ancient times, Bible times, but the one place that's weird on my List if I had a time machine to go to nineteen. Well, when did when did when did we open up? I gotta make get my dates right. <laughs> uh, let's see, what is it? Uh, gotta make sure I get this right. I don't know if I have a date. Oh, come on. Okay, I'm trying to find it. Okay, I think it was Studio 54. I forget the other night. 1970, uh, was it 19... 76. So about uh, to be uh, in Studio 54 in about 1978, <laughs> 79. <laughs> to see all the humanity. Oh, my God. I just have this fascination with Studio 54. I don't know what it is. I have a fascination. Oh, like, what's happening? What's that doing? What's that doing up in there? <laughs> Why was they saying it? I understand why people were saying it was so decadent. But dang, I like, I can't imagine. Y'all can reenact it. You can't reenact Studio 54 today in 2000. I'm, 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 this is a sidebar, by the way. Reenact the beauty of Studio 54, of, you know, in today's world. Like, it, it loses its thing. So when people have these face things, no, I would love to see 1970. What was y'all doing? <laughs> I'm nosy. I wanna know what was going on in the club. What was happening? When Gloria Vanderbilt Vanderbilt was being a- Anderson Cooper up in there has a little boy. <laughs> well Michael Jackson was in there and and, and what's his name? What's it? Stephanie Mills and who else? Uh, uh what's the dude? Uh uh what's the uh uh huh? what's Oh my goodness! I, I, when Grace Jones and 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 all the the, the craziness was going on, who, and who was it? Uh, 
who else was there? All the crazy people, all the cool kids. Like, that's when it would have been really cool to go. Like, these these celebrities today, they wouldn't be cool to go to the Studio 54 with. No. Studio 54 would have been cool with that. <laughs> Andy Warhol and all of these crazy people. I would love it. Studio 54. I, would, I just want to see what happened. I want to see what they were. Everybody's there. Was Sherry she, she, she go to Studio 54? All of them. Oh, I think it was a good time. <laughs> now, of course, the 80s keeps up and started putting everybody in check. But, oh, before, before eight, pre-HIV, eight, oh, boy, I bet it was a good time. Mm, mm, mm. I used to hear about it. And the history books, boy, y'all had some good, they must have had a great time, okay? So y'all need to start thinking like that because remember that was a precursor to HIV AIDS. Start wearing these condoms in these streets, okay? Quit playing off condoms. You need condoms, okay? Especially when you out here messing with randoms and you don't know what people's sexual partners are, okay? Don't be stupid. All right. Infamous Long Island serial killer suspect behind Gilgo Beach runners and custody official site. Now, now it says arrest of Rex Hum. Herman comes years after sets of human remains found along Gislow Beach in Long Island, New York. Uh, it says Long Island, New York architect Rex Herman, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, was charged with murder in the death of three women in Gislow Beach serial killer case. Court record show he pled not guilty to six charges during a Friday afternoon court appearance in uh, New York after being arrested Thursday evening in Manhattan. He faces charges of three counts of murder in the first degree and three counts of murder in the second degree, according to court documents. The um, counts are in related deaths of Melissa Bartholomew, Megan Waterman, and Amber Costello. Three of the victims found in Eagle Beach in 2010. Hermanman faces life without parole if convicted. Investigators are now searching a home in, uh, in what's it, Massapequa Park? I have a feeling it. Uh, right in Long Island, about 25 minutes drive from where New York authorities discovered 11 sets of human remains strung along the suburban beach. That is crazy. So this dude was married with two kids, right? And you know, I'm I'm always innocent until proven guilty. You know, he has a right to a fair trial and everything. But they did connect, I think, DNA that they found from him on pizza to. These cases and stuff, so, man, he's saying not guilty now. I don't know. Sometimes people just get caught. they in denial. But he does have a right to a fair trial. But that tells you about people. People can be serial killers, can be married with two kids and all that stuff. See, he's up there marrying. He was an architect. They even have an interview with him. Uh, on one of them New York local channels talking about his art, his work. Man, wow. And, and allegedly, he's a crazy killer out here, okay? So that's a wild story. See these things happening in the Twilight Zone? We live in, we live in a wild time. Okay. So we talked about the syphilis outbreak. Um, Jamie Foxx been out in these streets. Y'all say, y'all be talking about it's a clone. No, I don't believe in no clone. You know what I think? 
Jamie, I, I've been hearing word on the curb. I, I don't know what's wrong with you. They say you were stroke. They said everything. We don't know for sure. I'm just glad you out here doing better. I'm wishing you a full recovery from whatever it is. But I'm going to tell you these rumors out here on these streets besides you being a clown, okay? The other rumors are is that you didn't want to testify in that case. I ain't said that. That's what rumors are. People are saying in these streets. They said you conveniently had uh, uh, some issues right around the time you folks testify. I ain't said it. I ain't said it. That's the rumors out here, okay? Now, the way they was acting, didn't want to tell you nothing and everything about that. I can believe it, but hey, I'm I'm just glad to see you doing better, Jane. Okay, whatever was going on. Okay, wow, he's like been making all kind of public appearances and sightings. Very interesting. Okay, Michael Rubin had. Did we talk about the A list party last week? Michael Rubin had an A list party. They all white. Y'all's A list crowd. Beyonce and Jay-Z showed up. That's really actually some people watch. They think Beyonce and Jay-Z brought that house to Malibu because they're going to try to use it. Some people think for parties and stuff like that, you know, uh, they use for business purposes and stuff, like Michael Rubin doing this party. Uh, but it says Michael Rubin, the billionaire CEO of Fanatics, hosted his annual 4th of July white party in the Hamptons on Monday, and it was once again a star-studded affair. Uh, I call it the Bilderberg Group of Celebrities. Some of the biggest names in Hollywood spot, uh, uh, sports and music were in attendance, including Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez, Daisy and Beyonce, Tom Brady, Justin Bieber, Kendall Jenner, Leonardo DiCaprio, Usher, Kevin Hart. You got it, okay? They all at the party with strict coat of all white attire that was held at Ruben's $50 million estate in Southampton. Guests enjoyed food from New York City's top restaurants as well as live music from Usher and Leo. Oh, that was interesting. Okay. Ruben's White Party has become a tradition in the Hamptons, and it's always one of the most talked about events of the summer. This year's party was no exception, and it's sure to be remembered as one of the biggest, most exclusive events yet. And I'm sure they can all hobnob and stuff with each other. But you know what? I'm a down-home girl. And, you know, I mean, I'm going to tell you the truth. Women's party just looks like they just walking around watching people. Pour. You know, you want to impress me <laughs> with an all-white party. I come from a, my dad's family. Used to always, I used to always love going to my dad's family's party because my dad's family, got a, they got a big family. And, man, they was just, I mean, they be having the music playing. I mean, they be they be playing cards in one room, spades <laughs> in one room. Some people be playing dominoes. You hear people cussing each other out about saying. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, and, and the music playing and people say, I mean, it. I love that kind of atmosphere. <laughs> I'm a hooker, okay? Ruben's the party didn't impress me. I, you impressed me. You, you could have me perhaps Frankie Beverly at the park. Frankie Beverly amazed Frankie. <laughs> Or give me an old school uh, uh, group like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Usher Neo would impress me, okay? 
I'm an old soul. I don't think I think I'd be bored at uh, Rick Rubin's party. <laughs> no offense. It seems like it'd be bored. It seems like it'd be nice to meet different people, but I think like I'd be bored. <laughs> I I'd probably be trying to look around the house like, what you got going on here? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm nosy. Okay, so fans keep doing stuff on stage. Child, please, I'm not going to go through that. I already said I don't believe people. I don't believe they're just doing stuff. It's, that's just wild that that's happening out the blue. I'm not going to even read the story, okay? But Faith Evans and Stevie uh, J this week uh, supposedly uh, settled their their uh, divorce. People are saying that she had to give up a lot of money to Stevie J. Stevie, really? She only made from that on. It says, Faith Evans has hashed out an agreement with her ex-CVJ that will close the never-ending divorce battle. RadarOnline.com has learned. This is from RadarOnline.com. It says, according to court documents obtained by RadarOnline, on July the 3rd, the singer informed the court that she has entered into a written agreement regarding their property and their marriage or domestic support partnership rights, including support, okay? Submit a copy of the deal and ask the court it to be approved. The terms have yet to be revealed, but it covers spousal support and attorney fees, okay? Now, some people say she gave up almost a million dollars, allegedly. That's that's wild. She wasn't married this year. That. <laughs> that is wild, 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 okay? Crazy. But that is what the rumors are, that she has given up a lot of money to Stevie, Okay. Now, also in these streets, HBCUs revised administrative policies amid expected surge in applications. This is according to um, uh, the Washington Post. They're saying leaders at historically black, black universities are considering changing some of their admission practices in the wake of the Supreme Court's decision on affirmative action. And in some cases are anticipating becoming more selective as they brace for an influx in applicants. The ruling which bars college from using race as a factor when considering which students to admit has shaken the higher education, dismantling a tool that some schools use to increase diversity. However, at historically, black colleges and universities commonly referred to as HBCUs, the ruling has sparked, sparking conversations inside admission offices about how to manage a surge of prospective students. Some leaders are expecting to feel more applicants from students who are seeking environments they perceive to be more welcoming. Echoing trends that followed anti-racism uprising in 2020 as black students saw academic safe havens while also, while also looking for ways to allow students to talk openly during the admissions process about race. I can see this happening, okay? Um, that's what HBCUs were created for. They were created to uh, help uh, to help a lot, to help uh, uh, to help black students to get an education at a time when we weren't being accepted into the major uh, colleges and universities. So I definitely love the idea uh, that they are doing that. So that, that they, they they're considering that they're going to get an influx. I think they are too. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of more stories that I want to uh, um, that I want to uh, get off get off today because you know I thought I was going to get these stories out, 
And then we're going to end it. I am ending the show early. Y'all thought I was going to have a full We're going to do the full show. I just wanted to get these, uh, some of these stories out that I promised y'all I would do, okay? So I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, we will get into the rest of the stories and then wrap it up, okay? So let's hear a little bit of Eugene Wilde. Got to get you home. It's the CC show. I'm Carlotta. It's late night. I'm up giving y'all my part two show, okay? Be back in a moment.
right, that's Eugene Rao. We gotta get you home with me tonight. It's the CC show. It's a late night hot topic. I'm gonna give a couple of these stories out, y'all, and then I will let y'all go. But we gotta talk about it, okay? All right, so uh let's see, Rihanna gets five Emmy nominations for what is she a five Emmy entry? Taking or not, Rihanna will model new drops from her Savage Sex Fancy lingerie collection and make it look so good. She did look great. The soon-to-be mom took uh, to Instagram colorful lingerie fits to promote her new Savage Sex Fancy line. But what is this guy's thing? This is from Bossa.com. Outside the fits of her lingerie company, uh, Rihanna is celebrating her 2023 Prime Emmy Award nominations at Apple Music Super Bowl. Uh, 17 halftime show star Rihanna is up for a total of five score awards. I don't understand why. It must have been the visuals. No offense, Rihanna. It just was boring. But I love the visuals. Okay. Uh, so, but that's good. Congratulations. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then, what's the other, the other story? I have a couple of stories I want to share with y'all. Um, is it Sukiyama? Okay, struggles off backlash over leak freaky split. She says says she's a disgusting person. Okay, this according to Bossa.com. It says provocative rapper reality star Sukiyana is trending again after her sexually explicit OnlyFans video leaked a third upshot bewilderment and disgust on social media. Okay, interesting in in the new viral clip. The carefree personality can be seen, uh, well, let's just say her sheets were soaked, and after the freaky shenanigans involving a popular president's toy that she appears to really enjoy in an NSFW video. Uh, naturally, the clip trended for hours while feeling shady commentary, gift reactions, and jokes from anyone bold enough to watch the video. Proudly sex-positive Sukiana addressed the backlash over the clip in an explicit Made an interview with popular blogger Armand Williams. The thing is, the thing is, I'm a disgusting person, so it's just like people been knew that about me. I don't give a fuck. Y'all can keep posting my OnlyFans video. I mean, I don't do OnlyFans no more. Oh, but she was just warming up. That's just what they saying on Bossa. They saying I feel like when they say disgusting, they're not fucking lying. She continued after being asked about people saying she's a terrible representation for black women. Whatever you heard about me is the truth. I don't give a fuck. You know how you break all the barriers. You break them by telling telling everything. So now that I've told you everything, there's no exposing. It is what it is. Okay. And it says the polarizing moment comes just weeks after she was involved in controversy with YKO Suarez, who trended after trying to kiss her without consent. Let me just say this about Sukiyana and stuff like this, or girls like this that are coming out so many over-sexualized. I mean, y'all, like, have not made, y'all just trying to make sex born. I don't know, y'all, y'all trying to, y'all be out here, y'all can never do that, but y'all not, y'all not, y'all not mysterious, y'all, y'all doing, y'all showing your booty, it's just, it's a lot. It's, it's so many over-sexualized female rappers on the scene right now. And Suki Anna, girls like her, even though I like uh, her when she, ta- I'm glad she got, she doing well or whatever. But I'm going to just be honest with y'all. I think these are girls who probably had some really bad childhood. No, 
some of this stuff y'all looking at, and I'm saying with her, her in particular, but some of y'all, this is what y'all looking at is the effects of, of abuse, child molestation, uh, bad exposure. You know, this is a lot of y'all looking at dysfunction, and people are putting it on wax, and, and, and it's going into your ear gate. And y'all got to watch it, okay? No, me. not trying to be funny, not trying to be mean to the young lady, but a lot of this that they selling is dysfunction in the highest form. This, some of these girls been messed up. I ain't saying that's her, but I'm saying this is why they don't give an F. She's saying stuff like that. Because the thing is to to, to get y'all to be dysfunctional. Sometimes people showing they 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 sometimes uh, you gotta be careful with your eye, that your eye gate don't see everything, okay? Because some of these girls are just they not selling rap music, they selling dysfunction. Okay, it is what it is. Lots of dysfunction out in these streets. Okay, um, that's the that's the last story. Yeah, so I don't think that's cute at all. I think there's a lot of uh, craziness that's going on, okay? Um, I'm trying to make sure I get, I'm getting all y'all stories out. Um, I think that's, that's the last one, Sikiana. So I don't think Susiana might have been the last story I had for y'all. It's not going to be triple check here. Okay. Okay. I want to tell y'all too. Again, remember um, next week I am, if you're in Kansas City area, I am going to be doing a fashion show. I will put up a post this week of the fashion show, where you can purchase tickets, where it's at. Uh, um, and the show is the tickets we're doing on down. So if you get a chance to come, you know, uh, I, that's I, I, it'd be great, but it's gonna be fun. It's Pamela Newton's Fashion Academy fashion show, so I'm excited about doing that. I'll be doing that next Saturday. Child, trying to get my outfit, trying to be real cute out in these streets. <laughs> and then after that, hold on, I'm doing Maxwell's. Maxwell's coming up. Maxwell's I like Carl Listen, no, I'm excited. Okay, but wow, they're trying to talk me into this boat cruise. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, hey, I think El Vegas being it but <laughs> for a little while, but you know, you never know. Okay, <laughs> so you guys, man, that's it. Remember, we did it's the uh, Fashion and Pamela Newton's Fashion Academy. So uh, it's going to be the twenty second, July twenty second, and I'll try to put up uh, information so that you guys can know. Uh, uh, so that if there's any tickets available and you're in the Kansas City area, you come out support. Say hello, okay? All right, y'all. I am out. I'm glad. I'm so proud that I got this two stories off. Really, really glad. I'm proud of myself. See, I came back and did what I said I was going to do. Okay, so we're going to leave out with the snow when y'all got to live out with this. Oh, it's late night, okay? Let's leave out with Maxwell's off. It's the CC show. I will see y'all sometime next week. Have a good one, okay? Bye-bye.
Shoot them all. 